August 4th, 2022. No practice today, which means it's power to the pod. Anything and everything that you want to talk about, our weekly mailbag episode starts now. Let's get after it. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked On Dolphins, your team every day. We don't just say it, we live it here on the Locked On Network. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. It's not a crisis line, it's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available for people worldwide. And they have a special offer for our listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. Today is the mailbag episode. There's no practice today. I'm still down here in South Florida. Sunny skies. Got the AC running, getting out of the sun. Um, remember, I'm one of those northern boys. So the, 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 the UV rays down here are a little different. So we're laying low. We're going to grind some tape. We're going to tackle your questions here today on Locked On Dolphins. We got a bunch of them that have come through. And uh, objective today is to hit this from all angles. We'll have at the end, if we have any extra time, kind of go over some things I'm looking for for the next couple of days of training camps and players that I might be looking for specifically. But I know you guys, and I know how this works. Usually, power to the pod is a longer episode without me providing any unnecessary commentary. So we're going to see how it goes by diving right in today with our first review, which comes from Eric. Who says Miami isn't a football town? First Dolphins public practice of 2022 is a highlight reel. Uh, more than one. Yes. And uh, I, I know I had that observation at the beginning of the week, giving everybody who was in attendance credit and to totally contradict myself, I am going to say something that I'm looking for <laughs> uh, on the Friday and Saturday practices. Um, the practices this week, we had obviously first day of pads, which was very media busy and was was busy. It was a bump in practice. Uh, but yesterday was a Wednesday late morning practice during the work week. I want to see what practice looks like on Friday and Saturday when it's going into the weekend and then it is the weekend itself. Uh, Dolphins will have three public practices Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then they're closed. Uh, they'll have joint practices with the Bucks next week ahead of their preseason debut. So it's going to be a pretty busy stretch, but I am definitely eager and interested. And the fans that have been in attendance have been Awesome. There's a lot of engagement from the fans uh, the two days that I've been here already, but I am certainly interested to see, hey, like, are we going to go nuts again with attendance and, and that, that electric setting that we saw last Saturday? I'd be interested to see if that comes back into the frame uh, again to close this week. John uh, asking how Lynn Bowden Jr. is doing at camp. I haven't heard much about him. By the way, if you don't read this, you miss Brian Flores, hashtag power pot left on August 1st. Uh, I would say this. Uh, the, the wide receiver room is very busy. Uh, there, there's a lot of contenders for not a lot of spots. And I would say that you probably have not heard a lot from Lynn Bowden uh, and heard his name a lot for a reason relative to some of the other players 
at that position who are making plays. In the two days that I've been down here, I've been more impressed with Braylon Sanders' ball skills. I've been more impressed with Eric Esukamna winning vertically down the field and stacking guys in the first five yards. You obviously have Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, Cedric Wilson showcasing some ability as well. Uh, and that that's five names right there. And one of them is probably going to be a, a potential practice squad addition in Braylon Sanders. We, um, we are going to be surprised, I think. And I think that the Adam Butler roster move, and obviously there was a, a failed physical there that contributed to that decision. Uh, but I think there's going to be some moves that, that we are going to be surprised when it comes down to roster cuts. And I'm not saying that Lynn Bowden won't make the team, but I don't think he's a lock to make the team right now. And, um, I think the competitiveness of some of the rooms that the Dolphins roster has is going to yield some surprises for final decisions that are ultimately made from a personnel standpoint. And it's a good problem to have. But I'm waiting for the big practice from Lynn uh, to kind of really kickstart the enthusiasm for his bid to make the roster amidst all these other talented players in the wide receiver room who are all uh, making plays and, and making an impact at, at practice. Greg with a review. Thanks for the morning entertainment every day. My question for you is, as we approach the season, is there any concern from you in Coach McDaniel calling plays for the offense? Not that he hasn't proven to be knowledgeable, but I'm a bit cautious because calling plays is an underrated art since he didn't do it in San Francisco. Am I being concerned he has bitten off more than he could chew? Being a first-time head coach is a lot on its own. I think watching the defense and adjusting the play calling should be devoted to a specific person. I could be, I would be less concerned if we had a veteran quarterback, but with two is still finding his footing. I, I feel we may have hit a ceiling on what our offense does. Would love to know your thing. Okay, this is a reasonable question. And yes, there's a, there's a dynamic of unknown that exists here. I think that's a fair statement to make. If I were going to tell you the optimist point of view, I would probably point to the Dolphins coaching staff has several very accomplished veteran coaches on its staff to help shoulder some of that workload uh, with the peripheral stuff. Daryl Bevel was an interim head coach last year. John Elbury has been an assistant head coach for an extended period of time in the NFL. So I look at resumes of coaches like that, and I think if I were going to try to appease your concern, and I don't have the answer for your concern, but I'd like to try to appease your concern, I would point to coaches like that. I would say their experiences can help a la carte the menu of all the responsibilities that you have as a head coach and as a play caller and alleviate that so that it is not too much uh, at any given point in time. Can I guarantee that's how it'll work? No, but I do know the Dolphins staff has a very deliberate approach with their communication systems and, and how they are practicing in general. So I'd like to think this is accounted for, but yeah, you, you, you're not going to know until you know, right? As is the case with a lot of stuff uh, that is happening. Can't, which brings us to our next review of the podcast from Go Suns. Hype train, one star, one star. If you want hype, listen. If you want reporting and facts, there are much better options. Ooh, 
that cuts deep. Now, there's a part of me that does feel as though this is a, a legitimate statement uh, because I would assume somebody who roots for the Phoenix Suns uh, would be an absolute expert in hollow and unsubstantiated hype. I did a little real journalism here, a little investigative journalism, uh, some, some real reporting. I went digging and found a couple other reviews, uh, Go Sons, that you've left on other podcasts, uh, including uh, a one-star review. Uh, truly a one-dimensional podcast is the feedback that you gave uh, one show. Uh, another show that you left the, uh, the feedback on stated, want to make sure I get it right. You are clueless. Your speculation is asinine. So... My investigative journalism and real reporting tells me that you sound like a miserable human being. And maybe podcasts isn't the experience for you to consume content the way that would be enjoyable for you. And I'm sorry that you feel that way while I'm down here credentialed at Dolphins Camp asking the Dolphins offensive line coaches coach questions about his experience in installing an offensive system in college and how it parallels to doing so in the NFL or talking to Javon Holland and asking him how he and Brandon Jones study film together uh, to, to tweak their skills or sit, sit in on a coach McDaniel press conference. I'm sorry if you feel that that is uh, not reporting, but if you feel like this is an unsubstantiated hype podcast, I really don't know what to tell you. Go back and listen to 2020 week two post game Buffalo Bills, Miami Dolphins. If you think I'm just a hollow hype man. Sorry to hear you feel that way. Is Robert Hunt the key comes from Conklin? What's up, Kyle? Everyday listener from New Jersey wanted to ask, is Robert Hunt progressing even more the key for the Dolphins' offensive line success? Seems like the focus is always on every other offensive lineman, but if Hunt can continue to improve, I think the right side could at least be manageable. It's from Nick. Nick Conklin. Keep up the great work. I agree. Uh, Robert Hunt is the least discussed member of the offensive line. And I think that's because the floor is the highest outside of Teron Armstead <laughs> for Rob Hunt. Rob Hunt on the back half of last year was a great offensive line. Pass protection, run blocking, displacement in the run game. Very, very good player. Um, how much... I think there's an ideology discussion that needs to be had as far as how one player on a unit of five that is so codependent upon each other can elevate it. And I think that I'd like, I'd, here's what I want to do. I want to get into that, but I want to tell everybody about our friends over at Bill Bar first. Bill Bar's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. These things are high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar. They have 100% chocolate on all their bars. Right now, you can go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and say 15% off your next order of the world's most delicious protein bar. That is built.com, promo code LOCK15 to save 15%. Unlike Locked On Dolphins, not just type. So as far as offensive line ideology goes, uh, this, the saying that, that you've heard intermittently is you're only as good as your weakest link. And, and I think that's an interesting component. So I don't necessarily know that the continued elevation of Robert Hunt is going to be able to serve as the key for the Dolphins' offensive line. 
But what I would say is this, the Dolphins having a pillar on the right side between a question mark at right tackle and a new player playing center on either side of him, the better Rob is, the more stable I think the offensive line can be amidst those questions and those transitions for both of those players in Austin Jackson and Connor Williams. So Rob is going to play a role for sure. And he's going to play a critical role for sure. But I don't think he is the key in the same way that Austin and Liam being currently penciled into starting spots are keys to the offensive line becoming something that it has yet to, to showcase itself in uh, in the last couple years. Before I read this uh, next review, it comes from Joey. And I want to thank uh, Joey, Amanda, Brianna. I appreciate your support of Locked On Dolphins and making it your first listen of the day and loving the heck out of the year-round content here each and every year. Hearing from Joey, uh, Joey leaving a, a podcast review, kind of talking about um, leaving a review, leaving reviews on the show and, and the family experience of hearing a shout out on the podcast and said Travis did it on drive time and it meant the world. Um, I feel like all three of us being happily married dads with amazing daughters and diehard Dolphins fans would be peas in a pod catching a game with cold ones. Uh, so Joey, uh, if I've missed any prior submissions that you have, please know it was not intentional. Um, but I do appreciate everybody uh, who makes Locked On Dolphins a part of your day. And the opportunity to come down here and do what I'm doing is made possible because of so many people who care about the platform that I have been afforded uh, to share my thoughts and insights and, and opinions. And I try, to, I try my best to view things through the lens of why the team is doing what they're doing, how it's supposed to work, what it would be like if it did. And then I worry about if it doesn't, if it doesn't. And if it does work, then we could say, hey, this is really cool because we talked about this is what they're trying to accomplish and it actually excuse me, actually worked. Um, but yeah, this is, um, being down here this week has been fun because you get a chance to sit down. And uh, I, I met Lisa yesterday. So anybody who's at practice on Friday or Saturday, uh, I will be in the stands, in the bleachers, in the media section, down on the left-hand side. Uh, please let me know and come say hi. It's, it's been great to meet a couple of the Dolphins fans that I have while I've been down here already. I know a bunch of you, other, others of you have reached out as well. So let's make it happen because we are all going to be peas in a pod because we love the Dolphins. Next review is from GM Hindsight. And the caption is, talk me down. Okay, so what, what do we need to do here? I woke up in a cold sweat a couple of nights ago thinking about the constellation of head coaches in the AFC East and their histories with our newly implemented offense. I saw what Belichick did to the Rams in the Super Bowl. I believe they ran similar mid-zone running scheme with a lot of play action off of it, and Robert Sala is familiar with McDaniel and his defensive practices against a similar offense. I believe speed is our difference maker. Did the Rams have near our speed in 2018? 
have the 49ers ever had our speed under Shanahan? What are the competitive advantages do we enjoy that didn't exist for those teams? Okay, so this is a good question. Here's, here's what my understanding of the Shanahan-style offenses and how it works. You have any given play, you have the opportunity to get up to the line of scrimmage, run the play as called, have a check, which means, hey, we're going to change based on the front. We're going to have a check and go to where the front is not or where the defense is not. Or you can audible and get into a different play altogether. And I think some of that is going to be dictated on how quickly the Dolphins choose to get out of the, the huddle and up to the line of scrimmage. How long do you want to give Tua Tungvalu a chance to look at the picture of what the defense is presenting? And you'll have that time where uh, the headset is active until X number of seconds on the play clock. So you can have some communication and make sure that if you give that time, you have that flexibility to line of scrimmage. And that is what the Rams specifically against the Patriots really struggled with is they didn't have other clubs in the bag for when the Patriots came out and ran this kind of front. And it was the first time that they were really challenged with an aggressive front that flooded every gap in the line of scrimmage and said, you're going to have to beat us another way. And the Rams didn't have that club in the bag. So that is for any team that looks to run this same kind of offense. You got to understand if, if a team is going to come out and challenge you by flooding gaps at the line of scrimmage, how can you... I think about what the, um, what the Broncos did to the Dolphins in 2020 when they started running these old-school power sweeps with pulling guards and down blocks and washing down and kicking out. and like You got to be able to tap into something that's not just your bread and butter. And that's the big difference. That's the big divider. And that's what the Dolphins will have to do for teams, whether it's Belichick or Robert Sala or anybody else. And then also at the end of the day, Jimmy's and Joe's beat X's and O's. Players and talent is what makes the world go round. And I think that's why my optimism for the roster is where it is at, because this is the best Dolphins roster that we have seen in a really long time. And... Uh, I think the elite traits that some of these players have is a luxury that the Dolphins have not had where they've had to coach and scheme and scratch and claw and fight. Life's a lot easier when you have elite talent at your disposal, and that's something that the Dolphins do that uh, the Rams had, uh, but the Rams were very much a system-based offense under Jared Goff, and then you saw how they reaped the benefits when they brought in a player with more high-end physical tools to tap into in Jared or in, in Matthew Stafford versus Jared Goff. So, good question, very good question, and, and one that might not necessarily have a lot of easy answers. Um, but you just got to know, you got to have some power runs at your disposal. You got to have some inside zone runs at your disposal. You got to have some wide zone and outside zone. You got to have play action and naked off of that. You got to have three and five step game. It's all got to fit together. And you got to know, hey, when they're going to do this to take away how we want to set the tone and play the game, how are we going to counter based on this look or this front or this personnel? And that's on coaching. 
Before we go any further, life is full of twists and turns, and it's important to show up for yourself through it all. Our friends at BetterHelp are here to help. BetterHelp Online Therapy will assess your needs and can match you with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. With therapy, it can take a few tries to find the right fit for you. BetterHelp makes it easy and free to change therapists if needed, and it's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is also available. BetterHelp is a great way to invest in yourself. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. They have a special offer for our listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. That's 10% off your first first month of online therapy at betterhelp.com slash locked on. Our next question on the show comes from Danny. And Danny wants to know, what I need to see out of Austin Jackson and Noah Igbenogany this season to move them into the adequate starter category. And Danny, I don't know that I'm going to see from Noah what I need to unless he gets extended playing time as a result of an injury elsewhere in the quarterback room. I will say this, he looks better than last year in camp. He's more physical. He, he is crowding players more, and that's something he's talked about, he's been coached about, as, as not letting receivers breathe. And where Noah really struggled last year in camp was with ball skills and being able to identify the football in its flight path. If you crowd receivers and you play on the body and you play the hands, well, that has its strengths and weaknesses. That's something that Byron Jones does a lot. And as a result, he doesn't have the kind of ball production that Xavier Howard does. But not everybody's Xavier Howard. Xavier Howard's special for a reason. And he's going to be one of the top four or five interception leaders in the history of the organization by the end of this year. Because it's a special skill that he has. You don't have to try and be that. But if you can use your physical tools and your length and your speed to get into guys' bodies and frame them and get them off their landmarks and throw off the timing and then just stay on the body and play the hands, you can be an effective cornerback in the NFL. That's what I want and need to see consistently from Noah to feel as though there's a better long-term prognosis for him as a cornerback on the outside in the NFL. Whether or not we'll get those reps, it's hard to say. For Austin, I think the biggest thing for Austin is the 10 reps, 8 to 10 reps a game that are just egregious. And if you can eliminate those where you're way overextended or you way overset and then somebody comes back across your face and you can't recover, Teron Armstead's talked a lot about being patient as a pass protector. And I need that light bulb for Austin to come on. And I'm, I'm hoping because he's dropped a little bit of weight that it will. You have all the tools in the world. Your first round tackle. And yeah, you knew he was going to be a project when you drafted him 18th overall. But at the same time, human beings don't have the kind of length, athleticism, and size that Austin Jackson has. So can he trust the natural gifts that he has or is he going to 
press and overset or be over aggressive or overextend himself. And then his base breaks down and his weights out over top of his toes. I don't know, but that's the challenge. And that's what I really need to see from Austin to, to feel as though uh, he's turning a corner. And Depp may with our last question, I guess not really a question, a thank you, which is very sweet. Uh, started listening these past off season instantly hooked. Kyle is insightful, a complete host, brings great content, is engaging. Thank you, Kyle, for your work. Uh, thanks for bringing it day in, day out. Thank you. And I know I said this already, but being, being down here and meeting some Dolphins fans and being around the organization and talking to the players and the coaches this week is a really humbling experience. And it makes me reflect on me being down here with Locked On Dolphins and the, the opportunity that I have to, to connect with this fan base. And it's, it's awesome. And I would not be here without the support of all of you. So I thank all of you for that, unless you're going to call me an unsubstantiated hype train. <laughs> um, that's going to do it for today's episode of the show. We have podcast coming Friday. And then we also have a podcast coming over the weekend to recap the fourth practice that I will be in attendance at. So there's a lot podcast content coming left this week. You guys are showing up in the views and the downloads. You guys are excited about Dolphins football being back as you should be. Your team every day fins up. Keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. Thanks for checking out the show.